0: Ladies and gentlemen, loyal listeners of the Game Chat Podcast, we have another episode coming to you with your loving co-hosts, Lucas and Tom, Tom and Lucas. What up, ladies and gentlemen? The master of engagement himself, Tom,
1: is, is with us. I I do tend to engage. I am engaged. I engage on Instagram with followers and content creators on YouTube. I, I I try to engage the best I can all the time.
0: Thank you for shouting out the multiple platforms you can find our content on. As you said, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify. Oh of you course. should be checking these out if you want to find uh you know what we're up to, what we're doing, when you can expect. Something upcoming, such as a little stream that's happening this week, Tom? What, what, what would we be streaming?
1: This week, Lucas, uh, we will be starting up our uh, foray into the streaming world. We will be uh, broadcasting live on our YouTube channel as Lucas and I play through the critically acclaimed and I hear super fun uh, one shot adventure. Uh, tiny tina's assault on dragon keep which was initially a borderlands 2 dlc that is you know has evolved into its own standalone thing it's now getting its own spin-off game but you know we'll get into that a little later won't we yes we
0: will before we get into that topic what's uh what's going on how uh how are you my friend
1: Oh, you know, we're doing good. We're doing good, Lucas. We're grinding away the days. Uh, had my brother Trevor and his girlfriend Sarah visit last week. That was a good time. Saw a dope ass Glass Animals show. Shadow Glass Animals. One of the best bands in the game. But yeah, you know, just been getting through it, going through life, ride out the rest of the winter here in Minnesota. But it's nice to have lighter days. The cold hasn't necessarily disappeared yet, but it's getting there. I can tell. It has snowed the past two days, which you know is always great in springtime. But you know we're getting through it. Otherwise, playing playing Elden Ring when I can, playing intramural volleyball or, or I guess rec- recreational volleyball. We're not in college anymore, uh, but yeah, you know, shout out to the Empire Spikes back my volleyball squad like oh and nine or some nonsense we'll get that one win tomorrow ladies and gentlemen it will happen but uh yeah that's what's been going on with me what's been up with you homie how you been
0: we should hold up we should hold a poll if uh if our listeners and viewers think your team will ever get a win
1: i mean we registered so tomorrow's our last game of this indoor season and then come the beginning of may we're going to be doing sand volleyball
0: Maybe that's just more your speed. Maybe you guys are
1: built for the elements. It's at least definitely my speed because I tend to, you know, when I play sports, I tend to like flail about quite often and fall and dive and really put my body on the line as should every well-trained
0: athlete, in my opinion. Of course, of course. Well, hopefully uh, that first one comes soon. On my end of things, my car uh, had an issue that has now been fixed, but it cost me a pretty penny, almost as much as the car is probably worth. <laughs> Therefore, I will be trying to sell said car and getting something a little more reliable. So we'll, we'll see how that goes in the coming weeks.
1: Hey man, do yourself a favor, really, really invest in your future. Go with that electric vehicle, you know, save the planet, save yourself money on gas prices. Cause you know, they're only going up, I guess. Uh, but you know, then you can play video games in your car while your Tesla self drives you to work. It'll be awesome.
0: Uh, I'll have to think about that, (laughs) but thank you for the suggestion. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely put it under my consideration, but that's really, uh, kind of the biggest thing that I have to report aside from, I did end up seeing, uh, the Batman film last week so i can't
1: can't even remember the theme and that was like one of three songs in the movie (laughs) Um,
0: you're
1: not
0: you're not too far off it sounded something like that if i can recall
1: (laughs) uh, (laughs) something like that i don't know it was that uh freaking uh that one nirvana song mm and then
0: That was a surprise. I did not think that song was going to be featured as heavily as it was.
1: what did you think of Battenson?
0: Uh I thought he did a, a stellar job. Like really, you know, the in terms of the kind of version of Batman they were going for, I think he nailed it with the really like sullen sad boy. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. vibe. And uh I also really liked the like design of the of the suit itself and the logo and how. This is kind of like the third iteration of Batman, uh, including in, you know in recent since years. and including Nolan, in and they're years. all they've all had yeah they've all been pretty different and I think it's all like kind of just been been cool to see the different interpretations.
1: Did you see the deleted scene they dropped today?
0: I did. What did you think did.
1: of Barry Keegan's Joker? I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, I spoilers, think spoilers. I guess promises. for anyone who well, that's not seen a spoiler. But I should have said that before I said what the deleted scene was about. So
0: Yeah, but that's not it's a deleted scene. It's not a spoiler. It's not even yeah. in the movie.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: It's not part of the movie, but but yeah, I th- I thought it was uh definitely a promising seed there. You know, pretty for sure. Pretty cool stuff. Definitely different interpretation, but we'll have to get more into that. What I didn't like, which I guess is like why I haven't been super into superhero movies in the last couple of years. But it's just it, it just totally set up for a sequel. And like, I was like, I wanted a real resolution. And then I was like, capitalism, uh, they're, baby. They're gonna, they're I know they're just like, they're going to get two, three more movies out of this. I was left feeling not very only, like unsatisfied.
1: Not only that, they're doing like two TV shows on HBO Max uh, with the Penguin and one starring uh, your boy, Jim Gordon, uh, who, in my opinion, was like the best part of the movie him and Batman doing the whole buddy cop dynamic was pretty rad. Pretty rad. If I do say so myself,
0: the inexperienced Gordon and the also inexperienced Batman, like connection was, was pretty funny. I agree. I agree. But, But yeah, so excited,
1: excited to dive into more Batman one day. We should cover the Arkham games one day that it was like watching an Arkham game. You know, it those that is what got me into, you know, superheroes and like comic books in general, you know, other than like the average person. Uh, After playing Arkham Asylum, I was like, man, I can't get enough of this Batman guy. And then he's a
0: pretty, pretty cool dude.
1: Years, years later i can't shut up about that stuff so shout out batman
0: yeah we'll we'll add that to the uh future content list that we're sure gearing up but uh for sure speaking of content before we get into the main subject of this episode which will be kind of a borderlands as a whole discussion before wonderlands drops uh tomorrow as of the day of this recording you see any uh interesting news or anything that kind of piqued your interest, caught your eye this week?
1: Uh, you know, you know, nothing there were some there were some pretty notable things announced this week, I'd uh have to say. Nothing, nothing like too, too crazy, but you know, you got Nintendo now letting you put games in folders on the home screen. So that's fun. And Lucas is frozen. But yeah, in the news, some pretty notable things I saw this week. One of the biggest things I saw was that the next game in the Witcher series has been announced. Um, It will be created, of course, by CD Projekt Red, uh, this time in partnership with Epic Games, as they are changing their engine over to Unreal Engine 5, which is super new and super fancy, so... You know, I've never really, you know, I liked season one of the show, still haven't gotten around to season two, but for all the Witcher fans out there, I'm sure they're incredibly excited for this. It looks to be a whole new Witcher. Um, The little tease they did uh, looks to be a uh, cat emblem, unlike the uh, now famous wolf emblem of uh, Geralt of Rivia. So it looks like we're going to be getting a whole new Witcher to, uh, you know, go on quests with and stuff whenever that comes out. So it's going to be interesting to see how CD project Red follows up with their forever fumbled launch of, uh, cyberpunk 2077. Uh, you know, hopefully their reputation won't be too, too tarnished because I know the witcher three has like an incredibly steadfast fan base, but I'm interested to see, uh, what'll come for this you gonna you gonna check out the new witcher someday lucas did you ever play the witcher
0: 3 uh, no but i do have it on one of those like holiday sales was the witcher 3 with like all of the dlc for ten dollars
1: for sure that's so i that's bought it on my playstation yeah. i, just I bought it got around to it on my pc like two days after i built my pc because it was the same deal it was like nine bucks for all of it and it I don't know. I actually, I dove into it a little bit, like three or four different times, but at first I tried playing with keyboard and mouse and that didn't work well. Then I tried it with a controller, but like I was playing it wirelessly and my, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Some Bluetooth nonsense. Um, but on the topic of the Witcher, another thing I saw that I thought was pretty funny was a, a, <laughs> A quote, last secret of The Witcher 3 was found. Like this, I saw this news break like 10 minutes after they announced the new Witcher game that a Easter egg that has been hidden for years was finally discovered. Um, basically, this character in the game, uh, Vivienne, which Vivian de Tabris, who apparently is cursed as a result of a monster. And she, Geralt basically gets to spare her by moving the curse to someone else or break it completely. If she breaks the curse, her lifespan shortens to seven years. And uh, after seven years have gone by, like in game time. So if you play this game, right? And like break the curse from her and then literally come back seven years later, you will find that NPC now dead. And that is like the funny Easter egg that was found in The Witcher 3. Uh, so, you know, chock, chock full of content, these Witcher games, seemingly never ending, which is why I have abstained from getting into it because I don't know, I'm convinced I'm going to be playing Elden Ring until I'm like 48. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. But Yeah. Maybe, maybe someday we'll get into the Witcher.
0: I know you like the show. uh I do. I have been meaning to get into season two and haven't yet, but really enjoyed the first season and as you know, I don't really watch uh shows or t v so that's, that's saying it's a, something. It's a big deal for you <laughs> yeah what
1: uh anything you see that uh piqued your interest this week lucas
0: uh not particularly. Although there was a uh, I think you had mentioned earlier some like Kirby game which I would assume is like switch only.
1: Yeah, Kirby's
0: Okay. Oh, what the heck is it called?
1: It's called I believe Kirby's like Forgotten Game. Wonderland's or so, what is this game called? People Forgotten Land. Kirby in the Forgotten Land, yes. Um, This is a 3D platforming open world. Not not open world, but they basically gave Kirby the Mario Odyssey, 3D Mario treatment, you know. Uh, And uh, yeah, yeah, and apparently it's uh, amazing. Getting a lot of good reviews out there. So for those Kirby stands, um, you know, definitely check it out. I would love to check this game out, but like I said, I will never finish Elden Ring at this rate. I am like level 36 and have like just as many hours into the game and have still not killed the first boss, like the first oh, no, like story you, you boss. Like,
0: you like just left Limgrave. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
1: And I still got to go back cuz there's more to do. But yes. yeah. I don't know if that means I'm bad or if I just keep finding other shit to do. But yeah. Speaking of Elden Ring, did you see this nonsense where somebody found a secret door hidden behind a wall after literally, like, attacking the wall 50 times in a row? Somebody literally stood at a brick wall, hit it 50 times, and then a secret door was revealed.
0: Uh, I did not see that.
1: How ridiculous is that? now I am
0: worried that there's going to be a bunch of those.
1: Right? That's what I'm saying. This game never ends with the things that surprise me. If you couldn't tell folks, Lucas and I like Elden Ring. It's a good game. It's a good game. It gets the game chat seal of approval from
0: your boys. <laughs> oh my god, top news story is Elden Ring has a secret wall that only opens after 50 hits and then like the <laughs> subtitle is what was From Software thinking? <laughs> But that's why I could pay to wait until, you know, let the other people figure that stuff out and then, you know, decide if you want to pursue. For sure. We're getting you know, there. we find what's behind place. that wall before we sit there and hit it 50 times. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Now I'm like horrified <laughs> of what else will be discovered in the coming like weeks.
1: <laughs> you should uh, be. You should be. That game horrifies um, me every like 12 minutes.
0: Yeah. And that game is not even—I mean, that—that that is a month to the day, tomorrow that that game will be out, which will also, maybe coincidence, maybe not, will be when Tina's Wonderlands drops. And now would be a great time to get into the *Borderlands* trilogy plus pre-sequel retrospective. How was that for a goddamn transition, Tom? Can You're I get some? It. Can I get some like, uh, like upvotes in the chat, please? Let's go. You're killing it. You're All killing right. it. Here we go. Travis, that was for you, bro. All right. <laughs> 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 Moved it along. But yeah, that's that's the main focus of today's episode, everybody. We wanted to kind of, you know, give give Borderlands their their flowers and, and critiques as a as a whole before this new DLC inspired standalone game drops tomorrow and just kind of get into you know why this franchise is as big as it's as it is and what we're looking forward to with the upcoming release absolutely absolutely you know if you haven't played borderlands
1: or even heard of it and you know if you're not a gamer or somehow have lived under a rock since 2009 listening
0: to this podcast is my first question
1: well sure well no no, we do not question that. We say thank you for listening to
0: this podcast. But I know, but I'd, I'd be curious. That's <laughs> I really we appreciate your like viewership. But I'm why like what about <laughs> us? I'd want to know. But please continue. Oh yeah, but you know,
1: Borderlands is basically uh, when the game came. The first game was released in October twentieth of two thousand nine, and this game was basically. Before it came out, described as Halo meets Diablo, right? So you got you've got the head of Gearbox uh, Gearbox Studios, Randy Pitchford, you know the the chief Borderlands man, if you will, and you know he was looking to develop a new game and was basically trying to think of. Ways to really iterate and create something new. So he's like, hey, let's just take two things I like that, you know, let's take first person shooters and action RPGs like Diablo and just smash them together, make them their own thing. You know, he there was a specific quote about it that had to do with, you know, level scaling and the time it took. To progress through these two different types of games and our boy pitchford was just like you know what these don't have to be mutually exclusive so he took these two ideas smashed them together almost created his own genre that is the looter shooter genre and uh now we have one of the top selling video game franchises of all time lucas you know the at At this point in time, you know, they, the franchise as a whole has brought in over a billion dollars in revenue. And um, as of, you know, this stat is a little bit older, but as of August of 2019, uh, the franchise has sold over 45 million copies um, from their various games, with almost half of those being uh, the second game, Borderlands 2. And uh, Borderlands 3, which is the most recent entry in the series up until, you know, tomorrow, uh, mm-hmm. dropped 5 million copies right within the first five days of release. So, you know, if you're selling a million copies per day after you release, I'd say that's pretty, pretty fuego.
0: Yeah, that definitely means uh, the game was all received, which uh, which it was. Like you said, it was kind of birthing a new genre. People really enjoyed the, the looter shooter concept and, uh, you know, introduced some interesting characters, Lilith being the main one, which was a playable character uh, who's had an impact on almost all of the games story-wise, but kind of encouraging the playing with your friends where it's, this, you know, all the games are the same concept where it's like, Hey, here's four pretty badass groovy guys you can play as badass being the keyword. being the keyword with with cool abilities and weaponry and you just pick whoever you know you identify with the most and find three of your friends and just tackle this game
1: absolutely it's a it's a wonderful co-op experience i recommend it for every gamer out there the writing is some of the strongest uh you know most humor filled writing I've seen in a video game. Every time, every time I've played through one of these games, you know, I find myself laughing out loud and it's just, you can have a different experience every time, you know, you can pick a different character and the whole, the whole stick, if you will, behind these games is that the loot is never ending. It's endless. It's procedurally, procedurally generated guns grenades shields class mods things like that um in fact the first game was recognized by the guinness world records book for having over 17 million different procedurally generated guns that the players could acquire in the game and you know it only got bigger and bigger with each corresponding entry in the series i think the tagline for the third one was like some quad trillion guns or some nonsense like it the marketing was wild for that one but you know it's 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 a fun time it's a fun time for sure
0: yeah and they definitely like you said as they went along really upped the ante with the looter aspect Whereas the second game, Borderlands 2, came out a few years later and they went from, like, what'd you say? Like 17 million guns possible, like lootable items.
1: Oh, dude, I couldn't tell you how many guns are in each game. They just keep adding more and more because they did, you know, they added different, like, gameplay elements into into each game, of course, you know. In this one, for example, they added uh, a lot of new weapon types as well and different stats and properties that came with that came with those different weapons as well. Um, I believe with two, uh, they introduced a lot of different elemental guns such as like corrosive. Um, bullets and things like that and they also have you know one one thing that I specifically remember from Borderlands 2 that I thought was the coolest thing is some guns in order to reload you literally just your clip empties and then you like chuck your gun at an enemy and it blows up and then a new one just spawns in your hand and you keep going, mm. you know, it's, it's all about mayhem and ridiculousness and gratuitous violence. People like, you know, it's a never ending onslaught of, you know, crazy loot and things to do that you can go through while you play with your three of your best friends.
0: Yeah. I, I had less than 20 hours with borderlands three, which is my introduction to the series and there were already like countless gun abilities that I came across. It's like I oh. can only imagine over the span of three game, three like full games, the kind of wacky stuff you could find ability wise. But oh. that's what, you know, that's what made it fun. You never knew what you were going to get from a from a boss drop.
1: That's very true. That's very true. Yeah, it's, you know, and they add quite a lot of RPG elements into the into the game as well with each different Vault Hunter having their own skill tree and different abilities. Um, I can't recall right now specifically some of the things they had in the first one, but I know they had like the badass ranking in the second game that allowed you to basically like have an ultimate ability. Um, They had similar things in the first game too. Like I remember I would always play the sniper uh, Mordecai and his whole thing was he had a pet called Bloodwing that was just a like flying bird pterodactyl thing that you could throw out every so often to go eat people. Um, I know that in Borderlands 2, I also played the sniper character and he would, uh, I believe he would like go invisible because he was like an assassin guy named Zero and he had a katana sword. And when you went invisible, you could slash people up and then in three they they like take it even lever even higher and they had like the guardian system and each character I believe has like a crazy new like thing they can equip or use like I know the guy I played was the beast master so he had like three different like beasts that you could summon to beat up enemies and Trevor Lucas and Travis would get mad at me because they would always get confused when I would throw out the beast. Uh, My, my, my skag boy, because they would try to shoot at it even though you can't shoot at it because it's on our team.
0: Yes. Specifically the skag because he was just the biggest of the three and like the whole first hour of the game is like, Oh, like all these skags are attacking. And then it was like, that just stuck with us where it's like, Oh, skags are bad. except for except for that one so but that has been a a theme where they have uh characters who can summon either robots or like some like little companion which is confirmed will they'll have multiple classes that can do that in wonderlands upcoming so
1: we're very excited for wonderlands here at game chat folks and we'll get into that a little bit later but you know it's like a, like we keep saying it's a huge franchise. It, it continues to put out like top notch hits. Um, I so so far they've had Borderlands one, Bo- Borderlands, Borderlands two. Then they made Borderlands the pre sequel, which essentially was a prequel to Borderlands two, the pre sequel, if you will, and then uh, Borderlands three which is the most recent entry in the series that dropped in September of last year. They've had multiple different collections and upgrades and you know, different spinoffs throughout their time. They, there's tabletop games, there's mobile games. Uh, they have a, um, oh, what was I just going to say? Oh, they have a Telltale game that came out called Tales from the Borderlands, which if you're familiar with Telltale games, those are you know, basically choose your own adventure, playable novel type deals. And, uh, you know, Borderlands lends itself to that type of gameplay elements because it's the like I said, the writing in throughout this series is impeccable. It's hilarious. You will all you are always guaranteed lots of laughs when you're playing. And, you know, they continue to spin off and go even further with their franchise. A film is set to come out pretty soon uh with Kate blanchett playing lilith the character lucas mentioned and kevin hart playing the other lead who is a character uh named roland which i do not see kevin hart as oh my God. this dude this is a giant ass bulky that's, that's
0: such a borderlands thing to do though
1: put kevin hart as him i would rather mm-hmm. see kevin hart as claptrap personally <laughs> but you know we'll see We'll see how it goes. I'm gonna withhold my judgment from the Borderlands movie up till this point, but it's got Jack Black in it, so of course it does. If it's got your boy Jablinski, then it's guaranteed to be a good time. Shout out Jablinski Games. We miss you, Jables.
0: Yeah, he's Mr. Black's a real uh, a real character, and something Borderlands has been known for, particularly the second game, is their characters. In particular, Handsome Jack, who apparently is like this really badass antagonist, uh, one of the best in gaming that I, because I was unfamiliar with Borderlands, didn't know about. But apparently he's pretty popular. Well, popular for his character, not for the stuff he's done, because it's pretty <laughs> horrific. But he's people were a big fan of him. Yeah. So hopefully the antagonist of Wonderlands, who I think is... Will Arnett's Dragon Lord yes. will be of a similar vein in terms of Bo- Memorable. <laughs> but yeah. But that was kind of what the... He was who the second game was centered around and I believe the pre-sequel was like how he went uh, crazy. That's I think it's the, it, the yeah. story there.
1: I think that was the whole deal. It was it was his origin story. If I I... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure handsome jack was a playable character i think you played as him or maybe not no no i lied i lied there are vault hunters but you're just with handsome jack the whole time but right you know you know like we like we've been saying you know this is a storied franchise it's it's pretty great it's a lot of fun to play with your friends it's hilarious in every single level um Lucas, I know you're relatively newer to the franchise. Uh, like you said, you only got in at Borderlands 3, but I'll, I'll talk a little bit about, you know, my experience because I've been around from the get-go. But, uh, you know, what uh, What did you like from your time with Borderlands 3 and, uh, you know, just being introduced to the looter shooter genre in general? Because I am well aware you had no idea what that was when I first asked you to play Borderlands 3 with us.
0: Uh, that is correct. I had heard the the term, obviously, because it's very catchy. And so, you know, people sure. would throw that around from time to time in terms of describing things. But uh, yeah, it's pretty addictive. So I would describe it where it's just you want to kill things because you want their stuff and that can uh, make friendships a little hard to come by because everybody is just rushing the boss as it dies and kind of picking up what you can but um but yeah like I said I had like less than 24 hours in the game and found like a lot of cool ability stuff gun wise or shield wise or grenade wise even uh those are kind of the big three of what you find but that was that was really fun and nothing was really explained either in terms of like the different you know uh guns themselves because they have the different like corporations so it's like oh if this gun is made by like malawan like it's gonna be uh like like a energy thing instead of so you have to like but like i didn't know that so you have to actually shoot it and then you figure out you know, like each gun has that different feel in terms of what you actually want to use. But
1: oh, yeah, they all do, wow. they all do different things. And that's one of the best yeah. parts. You know, you get to experiment with what you like the most.
0: And I think the best part is probably the character you pick and then like the progression system there. Where I was a uh, Moe's who had the like the iron mech suit thing, which was pretty fun, but I would always forget to use it. So for sure, I, I think not Border, to use it
1: a whole lot comparatively, as I said, I've played them all except the pre-sequel. That is the only one I have not gotten around to. Um, but it's, from what I could tell, based on a lot of the abilities used in Borderlands 3, they seemed a lot more co-op focused, if you will. Like specifically your character, Moe's, um, you could drop the mech, but as you upgraded it, it allowed your teammates to you know get in it with you and you know Mm -hmm. either control some aspect of it or just like be able to you know run and gun while you're walking around in the mech so everybody's protected and stuff like that so it it definitely seemed a lot more co-op focused in terms of the ultimate abilities you could use in that game anyway
0: and the uh the skill trees too like i I know at least for mose every character has kind of three different branches um of like focus obviously you can mix and match but i know one of moses was kind of based on giving herself and her teammates like more damage for a certain period of time which like obviously like you said is like co-op focused so there'd be certain things that if you were to do a solo campaign which i know you can do but that would kind of limit some of the abilities That you would have a real purpose of using. So I don't know. I I wouldn't want to play it solo because that one the the area we ended on was like so big and had so many like sprawling areas. It was like, this is definitely like made for (laughs) teams of two or like branching off just so you can cover everything in a reasonable amount of time. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. It, It and it was nice to see, you
1: know, playing three as opposed to so long ago when i played the original one because you know it seemed like it seemed like a lot more of the skills and skill trees specifically that you could upgrade and go through in one um were very much so more tailored to that specific vault hunter if you will you know like for example they made it a point in the first game, that each character specializes with a certain type of gun. Like I said, the character Mordecai I would play was very, very specialized with revolvers and sniper rifles. And, you know, other than his ultimate, which was the Bloodwing, and upgrading, you know, the things that like little companion guy can do, a lot of his skills had to do with, oh, hey, you do better with snipers. You do better with revolvers, things like that. So it, it definitely has evolved to become, I think, a much more co-op driven experience. You know, you for certain can play by yourself, but I don't know. It's, it's always been better with friends. I remember way, way back in the day playing the first one for the first time with my good friend, Matthew Kinzer. Shout out, Mattika. Uh, Hope you're doing well out there in Rhode Island, my boy. Uh, but I remember squatting up play in his in his unfinished attic at the time and uh, playing on a on like a CRT TV or something back on the PS3. We'd like walk down, like buy some Little Caesars pizzas and two liters of soda and just like stay up hella long hours, just like questing through the first game, doing all the side quests and shit, you know. So, you know, it's always been a good game to play with friends, even if you can't make time to play online with someone, even if you just play, you know, split screen co-op. It's still a good time. And, you know, later on, come come around the time when I was playing the second game, I would still play with my boy, Matty Cub. But, you know, that was around the time I was in high school. So I had a lot more friends that I would game with, a lot more access to gaming on a regular basis. So I would play that a lot more with uh, friends. And then I remember I also did a playthrough or two in college and we just like, rushed through it because the game is like so good it's so good it it can't be beat i remember specifically in two they always do cool little easter eggs in these games too it's like so pop culture filled i love it like specifically in two there's an entire section of the game that is just like minecraft based (laughs) and you literally can like shoot up creepers with the borderlands guns. It, and it's, it's bizarre, but it's a ton of fun. I like, I can't wait to to play more of this, these games with you, Lucas. I'm telling you, man, we should go through, we should go through, you know, tiny Tino's wonderlands and everything, but I have all the games. They're just sitting waiting to be played with you. So I'm down when you're down, bro.
0: You didn't mention it. Uh, just now, but have you played Tiny Tina's Dragon Keep before or no? So
1: I have not played Tiny Tina's Dragon Keep. So that's another thing that each game has had pretty extensively. Like we mentioned before, Tiny Tina's Dragon Keep is a DLC pack from Borderlands 2. And every single Borderlands they've had so far has been chock full like, they always do a very good job of supporting these games post-launch. You know, they up your level cap. They make it so you can keep grinding and get getting ridiculously stronger. Specifically, the first one had, you know, four DLC packs, being Zombie Island of Dr. Ned, Mad Moxie's Underdome Riot, which was sh- one of the best DLC packs ever. In my opinion, Uh, Secret Armory, General Knox, Clap New Robot Revolution, you know, same deal with uh, Borderlands 2 as well. They had another four add-on campaigns um, and they also, I believe, had Borderlands 2 also had Headhunter packs, which were uh, not necessarily the same DLC packs that they had been doing previously. The headhunter packs were generally less than the traditional like add-on campaigns they had been doing, but um they ended up making five and uh, you know, their quest lines, different things like that. Uh, like for example, in Borderlands two, they had this one called the horrible hunger of the ravenous wattle gobbler. And it's basically a Hunger Games parody and Thanksgiving Day uh, where you basically, this guy named Mr. Tork, Torg, Tork, he makes a tournament that's basically the Hunger Games. And because it came out right around Thanksgiving, the whole goal, end goal was to to, to defeat a giant turkey
0: monster. Um. So, you know, oh, that's not where I thought you were going at all.
1: Where'd you think I was going?
0: I thought, I thought with the Thanksgiving Hunger Games combo, I thought everyone was going to play as like a turkey, and whoever uh, made it out wasn't picked for Thanksgiving dinner and got like the president's presidential pass.
1: Nah, they just got to kill the turkeys, dude. They got to kill the turkeys. But yeah, uh, I, I never got around to. Play, i've played some of the dlcs but i didn't really play any of them too too much in borderlands 2 and you know my experience with borderlands 3 has been entirely with lucas so we haven't delved too too deep into that game even though i've had it for a while uh smh at my siblings i got them all borderlands 3 for christmas think and i even gave my sister my playstation 4 thinking hey guys this will be a wonderful thing that we as a family can come together and play some games. And uh my family just doesn't have time for me, it seems. So SMH to the Hubbard siblings out there. Other than Travis, I know Travis was uh putting in that work, but you filled in. And I am ever thankful for that.
0: Well, maybe uh after they see our tiny teen's dragon keep stream. This weekend, they will be encouraged to participate in a Borderlands 3 playthrough. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure.
1: But yeah, we're excited to get into Dragon Keep. I've never played it, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, for those who don't know, it's basically a game within a game. It essentially takes a character from the series, Tiny Tina, and uh, f- she basically rounds up a bunch of characters within the game (laughs) um and you know they're all like i won't i guess spoil the plot line but it's basically tiny tina's trying to like rally everybody together to cheer everybody up so they're playing a like DD esque campaign called Bunkers and Badasses. And you basically go from the sort of western uh sci fi, you know, setting that space cowboys setting that is Borderlands and go straight to fantasy. You know, very, very much so like high fantasy DD based stuff where you just like get all the wonderful humor like crazy gun combos gratuitous violence of the Borderlands series but you just play it in a high fantasy setting and you know apparently it was loved enough to literally spawn its own full-length feature
0: game so we're very excited to try it out this saturday uh yeah i have not looked into this game like at all in terms of like spoiler stuff just because i want to you know, kind of use that game as my like preparation slash introduction to the Wonderlands game that will be sure. dropping. For sure. So, but, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And, and we'll see how it goes. Like just in terms of like environmental settings and whatnot, I think that they're going to really kind of blow us away.
1: The way I see it, right? It'll be me and you. We'll jump in because like I said, we'll be able to get through. Uh, assault on Dragon Keep, I assume within an afternoon. It's a one shot. We sit down, we complete it in one shot. Um, maybe we'll take some shots as we play at 11 a.m. <laughs> um,
0: well, it'll be 10 a.m. by you. So We'll see. I, hey, man, you said it, not me. So I guess we're doing it.
1: <laughs> we'll see about that. But... You know, we'll get through that, and then we'll jump in. You know, a couple of days later, and me and you can play through Wonderlands. And then, you know, if we're really feeling the vibe, if we're really riding that wave, there's nothing stopping us from playing the other games, bro. We both got three.
0: Well, you know what is stopping us though, Tom? The one what? thing. What is that? I I refuse to start another like multiplayer game playthrough with you but if, until we finish halo combat evolved
1: i mean hey man now that we're getting the streaming up and going it's
0: it's it's only a matter of sitting down and doing it you know we might be able to get that in like one shot because we're halfway through the campaign oh for sure
1: we'll finish that we'll finish that there's lots of streaming content we want to do here on game chat with tom and lucas uh ladies and gentlemen so keep your eyes peeled in the future Catch us playing Borderlands. Catch us playing Halo. Catch us—I imagine for sure playing Elden Ring together at some point. Uh, you know, our producer has suggested a, a wonderful idea that I like of you know playing like competitive, like versus
0: type games. Like, I don't—we'll figure it out. Oh, speaking of. And if we can't say this, we'll have we'll have our editor cut in post. But the uh, Warner Bros. game multiverses multiverses. Tom was able to get a like early what what was it called? You got early. It was like the
1: yeah, it was like a beta, like a pretest
0: network test, tech technical test. Right. And through his like invitation, you were able to invite I think like three other people and I was one of those people and we played it a bit and, uh, early returns are pretty promising. We were kicking ass and I was playing on a goddamn mouse and keyboard. So I can only imagine the power of Tom and Jerry. How do you play smash bros
1: on a mouse and keyboard? You whack ass motherfucker.
0: Yeah. We'll have to, for the stream. I'm definitely like, I I would rather play controller. So we got to figure that. out. I think you said you can do like a USB or a Bluetooth or something.
1: Oh, you literally just plug your controller into the laptop.
0: Listen, man, I know it sounds easy to you, but I'm not technically savvy. When that game drops, it's full crossplay, so
1: And it's all going to be free to play. So if you want, you can play it on your PlayStation. Facts. But we'll make it work.
0: Either way, whatever we display it on, we definitely should do like a versus. That's the first game in our versus series that we will for sure. we'll play. I think
1: so, too. But speaking of more streaming content, uh, one game, like we said, that we'll definitely be doing is Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. And shortly after, we will jump into Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. As Lucas has mentioned, uh, as of this recording, it is dropping probably like within a few hours. Uh, Cause it's Ooh, the podcast. Yeah. Cause it's getting, we'll be
0: playing it during production time. So For you'll, sure. you'll see him around the same time next week. For sure.
1: But uh, you know, what, uh, what's gets you hype about that game? What, what have you looked into that uh, is getting you a little excited? I know so I once have again, my ideas, but
0: uh, aside from like the, that trailer we saw, at, I don't know if it was E3, some gaming conference in terms of like the story of it. Uh, I haven't looked into a ton gameplay-wise because, once again, I'm trying to wait until the Dragon Keep thing to not spoil like that. But what I did look at and what I was curious about was the starting classes.
1: Oh, see, that is not what I have looked at. So tell me about this because I have not looked too too into what the classes are.
0: So for this iteration, right, because all the Borderlands games, the way it's been is it's like, hey, we have these four classes, whatever the vert like, iteration of it is, there's only four. There's some similarities through the games, but here's the four. For Wonderlands, there's six. And I don't believe oh, you can play with six people. I think it's no, still four. No, it's still four. Really? But that means that it's not like our scenario where when we did our playthrough, it was kind of like, okay, like we all are just going to end up with one of these like four classes. Whereas now, it's like, you know, we don't have to fight for, like... A, like. You might have people that want to play another one, but it's like six between four people is a lot more appealing than just, like, four and four. So,
1: so that's interesting, because they had... So in Borderlands 2 specifically, they came out with four characters, and then throughout DLC, they also... Came out with two more characters. So that game, Borderlands 2, when all was said and done, ended up having six. So it, it is pretty cool that they're including more just right off the grip in this one.
0: Which might mean through future DLC content, might bring the total up to eight for this game.
1: That's true. Because they have the, the base. they
0: have already announced that there will be
1: uh four four, you know, the standard four add-on campaign. DLC packs with this game as well. That gearbox will continue to put out post post release. But yeah, that's that's you know, they're up in the number to six. And what's what are some of them that have piqued your interest?
0: Any any in particular? So I don't really know gameplay-wise, like what I would want to play as. There's definitely like a wide variety, and like the class themselves are pretty cool. Like obviously they have like one is like spell shot, which is like your mage class. Uh, the Stabomancer is all about, you know, s- sneaking around and getting those critical strikes and stabbing people in the places that hurt the most. Is Because um, melee weapons are, like, a pretty big addition into this game. Right. Like, you have, obviously, the Stabomancer, like, centers around, like, melee attacks. Clawbringer is another one where you have a big, uh, big-ass hammer and... <laughs> Uh, not, you know, not to copy Thor, but it has a similar mechanic where you can throw it and, like, return it to your hand um, and do, like, a hammer down, like, AoE attack with it. I love that. But uh, there's a couple classes that have, like, a companion or, like, a pet of some kind. And the other really cool thing with the class setup here for this game is that you can multi-class, which was not a thing. Ooh. In prior Ooh. games. So you pick you pick your primary class, which will be your primary class like forever. Mm-hmm. But you can pick like another class to kind of scale into. And so that means if you pick like a class that. that has a pet, and then you pick a secondary class that has a pet, you got two pets with you, which is pretty cool. So huh. that's uh yeah, that was pretty neat. And you can only have one secondary class. But uh, if you beat the main story, you can then change your secondary class uh, if you want to, like, try something else. But the primary class is kind of always your, like, MO. But, yeah, that allows you to kind of play as everything. Obviously, take multiple playthroughs, but you're playing a minimum of two. So uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. I have seen quite a
1: lot uh, because the reviews have all dropped for this game at this point. Um, the embargo was lifted i'm pretty sure it was either today or yesterday where they all started pouring out um and i did see that there is a good amount of post-game content to do just right off the grip without the dlc uh that will eventually come out um including uh these things called myth ranks which just keep you know keep allowing you to overlevel your character, if you will. So that's actually pretty interesting that you can scale into a second class because, you know, I, I don't know too much about these myth ranks, but uh, that to me, that sounds promising that you could basically be two characters in one uh, by the end of it, if you continue to play. So that is pretty sick. I, I definitely am interested in some of the spell uh aspects of this game i think they've completely replaced grenades uh with spells in this game which seems wild to me and i'm super into that uh you know i've all like i said i've always loved borderlands but i'm way more of a high fantasy guy than like a space sci-fi guy so like this this will be right up my alley and you know it, i'm i'm pretty excited to dive into it another thing that i had seen i don't know if you checked it out that i thought was pretty cool is um the overworld that they're including in this game and you know we'll we'll have b-roll of all the stuff we're talking about as always on our video podcast editions um but it's basically like a top-down like you move about the world in like a top-down cartoony, like a big head fashion where you basically explore, run in to like find different loot, explore different things, accept side quests. You, there are also combat encounters, which, you know, eh, I've never been a huge fan of that. I've played way too much Pokemon for that where it's kind of run its course. So we'll see how that ends up working out. Um, but I have high hopes. I have high hopes. I, it, it makes me happy to see that they're trying to reinvent on this game that otherwise just based on the reviews I've seen does look like kind of like a reskin to borderlands three. Uh, so the whole overworld aspect of the game has, is, is crazy interesting to me because I think it will really add a fresh take on what these games tend to do. Um, but yeah i like that all sounds really really interesting i'm excited to play i hope you are you know and i'm super excited to dive in to you the aforementioned assault on dragon keep this saturday with you
0: to be a good time honestly and also like our first stream like event which is pretty hype in and of itself so oh, for sure i
1: i expect lots of laughs and comical moments as is per the course for this series. That's another thing I'm crazy excited about for Wonderlands that is coming up. They have an absolutely all-star comedic cast lineup. You got Wanda Sykes in there. You got Andy Samberg. You got Will Arnett, who's one of my personal favorites as like literally the main antagonist. Shout out BoJack Horseman, one of the greatest motherfucking TV shows out there. Uh, So, you know. I'm excited to laugh my ass off. We'll have a good time. And uh, you folks will be able to see it on our YouTube channel. So go to YouTube, search up Game Chat Tom and Lucas, head to our Instagram, you know, click on our link tree. We got it up in our bio. You can find us from there. All of our streams will be taking place there. And then we'll be able to, you know, we got to figure out more logistically how we'll, distribute that content after the initial live stream of it but you know you'll be able to watch all our stuff there and uh one thing that we were invited to partake in and uh that we'll be investigating in the near future as well not to stray away from borderlands a little bit but we will also be adding these videos to our spotify uh podcast episodes as well we were given the uh, ability by our uh, platform that we use to record. Shout out Anchor uh, for giving us the ability to add video to our podcasts on Spotify. So, Joe Rogan, we're coming for you! And uh, hey, 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 hey,
0: <laughs> let's 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 try to get on his podcast before we you know challenge him for the throne. You know, I, I want to be a guest. I'm not trying to take the man out.
1: I think he's like literally currently the only podcast on Spotify that has video. So it makes me very excited to see that, you know, platforms like anchor, which are specifically designed to make podcasting more accessible are starting to, you know, incorporate that. It just, it, you know, it gives everybody more chances to see our wonderful smiling faces and our wonderful uh, B-roll and editing that our wonderful producer puts in every week. So I'm excited to incorporate that stuff.
0: That's uh, that's definitely a big step, you know, making, oh, for sure. making more content, more money moves
1: for, but
0: sure. uh, I think, that might be a wrap on this week's episode, unless you have any closing thoughts or commentaries you want to share with our wonderful audience.
1: Uh Let us know what you guys want to see us play and see us stream. You know, like I said, I this podcast is about video games, so it's time to start playing some goddamn video games on this channel. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we're open for whatever. I am all about trying out and playing different games so if you got a crazy like whack ass like 89 cent game or whatever or maybe it's $50 who knows if you got some crazy games you can find on steam or on the PlayStation store that you guys like and you want to see us goons take a crack at it, let us know, hit us up. If you want to play some games with us, hit us up. You know, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland specifically, uh, as we mentioned in our last episode is receiving full cross play support. So, you know, if you want to join our campaign, hit us up at midget (laughs) eater 79 on most gaming platforms. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, let's uh let's take down that dragon lord, everybody. You know. Yeah, I'm straight. To come at. But uh but yeah, I think that's gonna be a wrap for episode two point nine. And we hope you enjoyed and we will see you next week. Yes, game, sir! Chat, out. game chat out. Uh yeah.